Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. everybody. Um, Well, Happy New Year, and I hope that everybody's holidays went to plan. Um, I have a little story for you guys, in case you didn't hear. I was pretty um, bummed out over the holidays, some might say. Um, There was something, an an instance that happened that was a real, just a pain in the butt. Um, (laughs) On December 23rd, right before our dress rehearsal for our... uh, New Year, or not New Year's, our Christmas Eve service, I fell down the stairs at my house and I broke my coccyx. I broke my tailbone. I broke my butt right before Christmas. Um, and so, you know, now it's, you know, we're leading up to New Year's and I'm like, oh man, okay, what do I do? Like, what should I make my New Year's resolution? And I was like, no, I got this. We're going to go to the gym this year, but not for the reason that you guys think. I just figured that if I can get enough squats in this year, the next time I fall down the stairs, I'll have some cushioning, and um, we're not going to break anything this next time. So, um, yeah, if you see me walking around with a little donut, you can laugh. I don't think that's nice, but you're welcome to. (laughs) So... All right, so I just want to pray before we get started because I know I need the Lord right now. (laughs) So, all right. Father God, thank you for this incredible opportunity uh, to deliver your word, God, and to communicate um, just your expectation for us, Father. I pray that hearts would be open today. They'd be receptive. Father, would your Holy Spirit just work in and through me and let the words be coming out be yours, Father. Um, Would it fall upon each person and be anointed into them. In your name we pray, amen. All right, you guys. Well, I hope you're ready to learn in 2022 because let me tell you, you're going to learn today. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to learning and teaching about the Bible. And I deeply believe that uh, as one of the commentaries I was looking through um, as I was preparing for this, it put it that doctrine is never to be taught simply that it may be known, but that it may be practiced. And maybe also it's because I'm a kid's pastor, um, but I hope today you're also ready to be challenged and and have practical, um, actionable takeaways from today. So... If you're looking for a sermon title today, uh, if you're looking to take notes, um, because I'm a millennial and because my spiritual gifting is not in coming up with sermon titles, I've named the sermon 2022, The Remix, um, (laughs) because it's about what we're going to do in 2022, and there's a mixture of re's in it, and I know you're all just amazed that my creativity is really good. Put a lot of thought into that. (laughs) So... Are you ready, Bible scholars? Are you guys ready for today? Can we be... Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a look at Romans 12, 2, if we want to throw that up on the screen. And it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and perfect and acceptable. I switched that up. That's not the ESV translation. That was Christian's mistake translation. So in this day and age, people tend to forget that context is key. And it's scripture is meant to be exegeted, not eisegeted. That is, we are to uncover the intended meaning to the intended audience and understand the cultural and circumstantial nuancing of what was going on at the time and not merely, well, this is what the scripture means to me. So let's start off with some context. So we know that Romans was a letter written by Paul to the church in Rome, although it wasn't one of his own church plants, which people tend to be like, why? But he knows so many people. Um, But no, he was just name dropping. So there's some debate about when this letter was written. Um, So some arguing that it was as early as the summer of 51 AD. Others suggest that it was written between the winter of 56, 57 AD. And um, there's even argument that um, it was written during Paul's third missionary journey in 57 AD. This letter was one of encouragement and instruction, and it was from Paul's understanding of the gospel. And in fact, it is the most theologically packed letter that we have, as scholars believe that this was Paul's attempt of ensuring that if anything were to happen to him on uh, this last missionary journey, that you know he wasn't able to bring the gospel to Spain, that he left the fullest, most detailed, systematic account of his theology, um, particularly around salvation by grace alone. That is where we get our Romans Road to Salvation term coined. Um, But the other point that he was trying to make in this was the point of the fact that the Jewish people and the Gentiles together form that one royal priesthood of God. So why does the context between the Jews and the Gentiles matter? Well, contextually speaking, there's this age-old debate surrounding whether the Gentiles could really enter into the promise of God. And at this moment in Rome, particularly whether Gentile believers should practice Jewish laws as the Jewish believers practice, such as diaspora or circumcision, um, Sabbath observance, and food laws. And the significance of these debates really called into question at the heart of it theologically was the gospel itself. And it begged the question of whether God's righteousness and salvation comes from via following the Mosaic law. That is the 600 plus laws that the Moses and the patriarchs had established back in Exodus through Deuteronomy. Or if it was established by faith. And so now that we've got a little more context under our belts, let's move on. So because we're Pentecostal, we believe that you don't just pull out one verse Um, But you look at the scriptures surrounding it for a little more context again, and then we're going to get to my favorite part. So we're going to take a look at verse 1 and 2 together, if we want to put that on the screen. Um, And then eventually we're going to go through 9 through 21. So 1 to 2 reads, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. 
Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In verse 1 here, um, it's expressing that us as Christians, because of his grace, we should be in alignment with God's character and his will. And I think that we can all agree on that. But the key thing to note in verse 1 is the clause where it talks about being a living sacrifice. And like Pastor Carlo was saying earlier, this contrasts the Old Testament laws and way of thinking in which you would slaughter an animal for your sins of the day. But instead, as scripture also says, we're to take up our cross. And in the same way, we ourselves are to be a living sacrifice. And this is also supported in 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17 and 6, 19 to 20. And it talks about that we ourselves are temples that the Holy Spirit dwells within. So here's where we get to some really good stuff. And I'm so excited to share this part with you. But um, let me give you a little bit of a why this part is so important. So when I was in Bible college, I, um, I had started to teach an ESL Bible study at the Korean church there. Um, and then I went on to volunteer with Trent University's ESL program. And I really love studying languages. In case you didn't know, I've just finished studying uh, two courses for Korean. I studied German. I studied French. Um, and I won awards for that, but I, uh, I lost all my French, so don't ask me anything. But <laughs> um, that all being said, um, it was something that was a passion of mine. And in real, like even in university, I realized that if I was going to help my students, um, I needed to understand the history of their country and their culture and their cultural values and even you know the basics of their language to help bridge that gap in their understanding and in their learning. And so for anyone who's bilingual, you know that there are things that get lost in translation and words that don't fully encapsulate the truest meaning of what you want to convey. And that's why when it comes to reading scripture, I'm a huge word nerd because, as we know, we lose so much in translation. That's why we have all of these different Bible translations, right? Um, but when we go back to the original Greek, it is so critical and enlightening. There's so much more meaning and significance that we can find when we take the time to go back and read what's really being said. So, our first Greek word of the day is transformed, or anakinos in the Greek. And this is found in only one other writing at the time, which is significant because this means that it was a new term, a new thought, and a never-before-used concept. And so this word transformed or anakinos means renewal, renovation, or a complete change for the better. And then the next word we're going to look at in the Greek is mind. And the word for mind is nous. And this not only refers to your intellect, but your human thought, your actions, your feeling, and your will. So how does this read now? It reads, do not be conformed to this world, but be renovated completely changed for the better by the renewing of your intellect, 
your thought, your actions, your feeling, and your will, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And what's even more incredible is that in the Greek, again, I'm so sorry for those of you that don't care, but I'm like, this is incredible. Um, but the verbs in the sentence, that is the action words that are being used, were written not in past tense, but intentionally as present tense to communicate the ongoing nature of these processes. So now that we've got that understanding, what do we do with this information? Well, like any good pastor, I've come up with some alliterations for you guys to write down. That's where we get our re's from. So get ready. Just get ready for them. That's good. So um, I've, I've come up with these for you guys to think about and help uh, you apply these things to your life. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm a really reflective person. And so the new year is a time for me where I take inventory of myself and my life and the direction that it's going. Because my biggest fear is wasting my time. I don't want to wake up 20 years down the road and realize that I'm not where I want to be and I'm not where God wants me to be because I wasn't intentional. There's this quote and it says that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And so the point in this is that you are, or at least you should be, an active participant in what happens in your life. Life doesn't just happen around you, but you need to be actively involved in that. And if anything we've learned from the, these Greek words is that they're verbs for a reason. They're present tense. They're in the now for a purpose. So I hope that encourages you today. But anyway, on with my point is that what I'll do is I'll sit down and I compartmentalize my life into all of these different categories. and. I'll look at health, wealth, happiness, spiritual growth. I was looking at academic, although I graduated and I got my credentials, so I don't need to do that this year. Um, and then I also take a look at what my career goals are um, and like goals for ministry and such. And I come up with all of these goals and dreams that I'd love to accomplish over the next year and keep me in alignment with the trajectory um, I want to go in. And so with this track of thinking, here's some food for thought on how we can make this next year, 2022, um, we're transforming our mind, our actions, our feelings, and our will completely for the better to be that living sacrifice in alignment with God. So if you guys are ready, get your, your notepads ready, get your pens, get your whatever, if you care. I think you should, um, but the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to reevaluate. We're going to take that inventory of ourselves. What disciplines are we succeeding in and which ones are we lacking in? And this may mean we need to ask a trusted person of wisdom in our lives where our blind spots may be and then weigh that response in prayer. The one thing I want to encourage you with is don't shy away from having those hard conversations with yourself and with God. Because the reality is, is that he sees it all. He knows anyway. And he wants to partner with you 
But the challenge is, is that in order for you to be all that you're, like, he's created you to be, you have to be willing. And if you're unwilling, he, he, he can't work with that. So here's a couple questions for thought, if you want to write these ones down. Ask the Lord what needs to be renewed. Is it a character flaw? Is it a spiritual discipline? Is it how you use your time? Or maybe it's submitting your will and your plan to his. Or is it a softening of your heart? The next question I have is, what area of your life needs to be transformed and completely changed? What is your role in that? And what do you need to accomplish and go after that goal, that dream, that vision, or that change? The next step that we need to take is we need to redirect and realign ourselves. So in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it continues to talk about being holy and acceptable and discerning the will of God. Um, but in order to do those things, we must be in alignment, in agreement, and be like-minded towards his will. And this begs the question, well, what does that look like? Or better yet, what are we told that a Christ follower is to look like in character and in practice? And it's at this point that if you're starting to reevaluate, I encourage you to start um, writing this part down. And maybe there's going to be some certain words or certain scriptures that jump out to you um, that maybe God is saying, this is, this, is, this is the one you need to work on. So in your Bibles, Romans 12, 9 to 21 is actually called and titled Marks of a Christian. See, Paul was better at coming up with titles than I am. So I don't know. Maybe I need to be more like him. But... Okay, 9 to 21. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection and outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Uh, be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and uh, seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Hold space for one another. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be arrogant, but associate with the lowly and never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And if possible, so far as it depends on you, live in peace with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he's thirsty, give him water, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. So guys, I have one last Greek thing to tell you. And I know you're like, okay, am I going to go out and get Greek food for lunch? Well, maybe you should now, just to really like wrap it all up. But, <laughs> um, oh, no. 
You know when, like, you try and, like, move your document, but instead it starts, like, oh, you want to write something? Guys, that was the scariest moment of my life. Okay. <laughs> so, um, in 1 Peter 3, 8 to 12, there's another um, passage that's incredibly powerful in the Greek because the Greek words that are used, um, just before I reveal this, um, I have this knack for finding the best Greek words Honestly. Okay. So the Greek words that are used for unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind, they are not seen anywhere else in scripture or any other writing at that point in time. And here's why. It was introducing five new values, virtues, qualities, and morals specific to defining Christians. You, you can try and search. Nowhere else in history prior to this point are these terms found. Okay? So let's take a look through what the scripture says. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For this were you called that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires uh, to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Again, another action word here. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So now we have that context again for what we should be uh, realigning and redirecting ourselves to, and we can move into our final points. So the last thing that we've got to do is we've got to fully recommit ourselves to actively becoming more like Christ. And the standard of which has been set before us and turn that into a reality. See, guys, that's your last read. Did you catch all of them? That was really good, right? Um, okay, so I would encourage you guys to write down for your goals for this year um, and keep it in a place that you're going to see it. Um, personally, I have a whiteboard that sits on my desk at home, uh, and it forces me to look at it every single day. And that doesn't mean that every single day I reach my goal, and it doesn't mean that um, I'm perfect, and it doesn't mean that when I drop the ball, I've failed my goal for the entire year. But it means that it's something that I'm going to be intentional about actively pursuing this year, and it's right there to hold me accountable. So, just before we end, I want to wrap up in prayer. So, if we want to close our eyes, let's bow our heads. I just want to pray this over you. Father God, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that um, you call us to be more like you because we know that that's for our benefit. Father God, I pray that you would give each person here and listening online today that you would give them the discernment to know what it is that you want them to work on this year. Father, would you give them the staying power to continue and, and motivation as well to push through and work on these things this year, God. Father, I pray that you would bless them for their obedience, God, and that... Um, just that you would anoint each person, God, and that as they continue to walk uh, more into your will, that um, 
just that this next year would be full of opportunity for them as they seek to exercise that and grow in it and that there will be testimony coming out of this god thank you for today and uh, we just pray that you would be honored and glorified amen all right so um the last thing i want to say is just that I would love to hear about some of your godly goals um, and ways that our church family is planning to be intentional about reevaluating, realigning, recommitting, and making a reality your faith goals this year. And so maybe I'll post online later um, in our church Facebook group and we can share what God's speaking to us because I think that kind of accountability and encouragement is powerful. So be blessed as you go today, and I encourage you to bring this conversation to your kids and to your families. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see how God works in your lives over this next year. God bless. Uh, can you just, Dave, can you throw that last slide back up? So this last slide is a great way to summarize what she has said and to keep it in your mind. If you're not taking notes and you're like, oh, I wish I took notes on this, can I show you the cheating way of taking notes? Julian, go ahead and do what you just did. Take a picture of this slide. You will see us that if you're like, oh, I don't really take good notes, take pictures of the slides. It's the fast way of doing it. If you're the kid that sat in class and we're like, I just didn't take good notes. I wish we had cell phones that we could just snap photos the whole time. Um, but this is a great way to start off the year. Reevaluate, realign, recommit, and making a reality of your faith goals this year. Many of us, as we talked about earlier in the service, we set goals in so many different areas of our lives. The one area that most of us don't is our spiritual life. We just kind of go, well, we'll see what happens. I would encourage you to set some goals. Ask God. I love it. I love it. Love it. Kristen, where he's like, just ask God. God, where do I need this? God, where am I supposed to improve? Here's the amazing thing about the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. And then the nice thing is when he tells you, he will also walk with you to accomplish it. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the encouraging and challenged word, Father, that we need to reevaluate, realign with you, Lord, and that, Lord, through you, we will make this active in our lives. And so, Father, I pray for everyone watching online, everyone in the room, that, Lord, they know that they can just ask you, and you are so faithful to tell us, but not in a condemning way, but an encouraging way, that you will walk with us to improve in all of these areas. And so, Father, I pray for strength for everybody. I pray for encouragement for everyone. But, Father, I pray that they do realign with you starting today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.